Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for today. We thank you that we are well. We thank you we are alive. We thank you we are in your presence. We thank you for safety. We thank you for the clement weather. We thank you for peace in our homes. We thank you for the love that we enjoy from our family, from our friends, from all those that care about us, from this extended praying family. We thank you, Father, that you are merciful, that you do not turn your face away from us. We thank you that you continue to send your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you leave the door open to salvation. And you call each one by name and you quicken them. And we thank you, Father, that you pour your peace and joy into our hearts. That when we commune with you in the secret place, you open up our understanding. You fill us with that joy, fill us with your hope. So that holding on to hope, we keep declaring our faith. And as we keep believing, just as you held it up for Noah and for Abraham, you hold our faith in Jesus, believing in his name as righteousness. We thank you, Father. And we share the same peace and joy with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet personally know you, with all those that do not want to know you. We share it with all those that we are lifting up in our place of prayer today and with all those that, have, that do not have anyone to pray for them. As we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we thank you that you move over every such void and formless situation and you are ever willing to lift all of these up, Lord. So as we remember these in our prayer, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father. The one who leads us in the way we should go. The one who blots out our transgressions and remembers our sins no more. The one who makes the parched land a pool of water and the thirsty land springs of water. The one who has made for us a way of holiness. That we might walk with him in the light and turn away from darkness. That as we fulfill his ways, his statutes, his ordinances, his instructions, his hedge of protection automatically comes up. And as long as we do not tread on the territory of sin, Satan has no power and no place in us. We pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who is a cornerstone of our Christian experience, the house, your church, your body, Lord. He is the Lord of our redemption, the Lion of Judah, the one who leads us in the day of battle. And he is the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny, the Alpha and the Omega. 
And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of the living God, the spirit of Jesus, the spirit of truth, light and life. The spirit of the living God. <clears throat> the one, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. The one who raised Jesus from the dead and now gives life to our mortal body as he has made his tabernacle within our body. Who partners with us to lift us out from the depths of sin and iniquity, from darkness, we transitioned into light. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, your spirit. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with angels with destiny help us to fill in the gaps, that you do not hold back anything. You are ever willing to bankrupt heaven even for our sake. We thank you, Father, for your love that is unchangeable. And no matter what we do in our ways, you continue to love us the same. And your word says that you are not biased. You are not partial. You do not have any favorites. But you continue to call and keep calling. And it is your will that none of these, your children, should perish, but each should come to the fullness of eternal life, should heed that call, should undergo transformation, should walk into your kingdom. We thank you, Father. As we make our prayer and our reflection this morning, I cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make by the precious blood of Jesus. I also cover every person that is part of this prayer meeting <clears throat> and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the blood of the new and eternal covenant. Father, let that covenant perform in their lives. That there is atonement, that there is freedom, that there is protection from all wickedness of the enemy. The blood which has won all victories. Let that blood speak for them. Let that blood speak mercy. Let that blood speak love. It speaks much more greater things than the blood of Abel. That only cried vengeance and justice. We put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your holy will for each of these lives, Lord. We call the angels of the Lord to encamp about each of us. To protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft hijacking, terrorism, any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks. I command that angelic protection and I declare divine exemption in the mighty and all-powerful name of Jesus. We also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word from Isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11. It says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, and making it bud and flourish, so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out of my mouth this day. It will not return to me empty. It shall not tarry. It shall not delay. It will accomplish what I desire in completion and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. And I send it in faith in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for the power of life on our tongue. 
and the discernment to choose life every time we speak. Thank you, Jesus. In the last two days, we have seen how God tests patience and faith and his timing and process. The tests of Noah and Abraham. Today, we look at another test that Abraham had to go through. And I hope it opens our eyes to the thing that at times could be obstructing our blessing. And it doesn't have to be wickedness or evil. It can be something that is within the will of God and yet right in front of our eyes and we think it is all good. But it could be blocking our outcomes. Yesterday it was Ishmael and Isaac. Now we're trying to hurry God and in the process invent our own solution. Our replica of Isaac but called Ishmael. Or are we allowing Satan to introduce that variable there? Today we move forward with Abraham's journey. In Genesis 18, God visited Abraham in the form of the three men and prophesied that Sarah would give birth to a son in a year's time. And she did. And Abraham loved his son. But God had to test his loyalty. Who would part with a son he got after 25 years of struggle? The only son out of so much difficulty, out of a dead situation. No hope of another one. And God, yet God needed to be sure that the coming of this son had not changed Abraham's focus on God. To what extent was Abraham willing to continue his walk with God? is what would be evaluated here. And we see in Genesis 22, God saying to Abraham, take your son. Now pay close attention how he's used the words, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and go to the mountain to sacrifice him there as a burnt offering to me. The real test here is, do you love the son that I have given you? That which you wouldn't have otherwise had. Beyond all hope, you bore that son. Do you love something that I have given you more than you love me? What is God really asking there? Are we placing our desires or even our addictions, our habits, above God's agenda for us? above our relationship with God. You hear Jesus saying in the Bible as well, he who loves family more than me is not worthy of me. This test identifies idols in our life. And God brings them to light so that we can consciously make an effort to cut off those idols from the position that we have given them. It is the first commandment that he gave out of the ten. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your might. 
He cannot have competitors. He cannot be second. And he provides grace when we ask for it. Grace to cut off that idol from our life. The second thing being tested and is linked to the first one is your loyalty to God. You can't be loyal to God and an idol. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 6.24, you can't serve two masters. Only one will enjoy the affections of your top priority. That in any situation, when you were to choose, who would you choose? And that's the best way for us to test ourselves. When I have the opportunity to watch a movie that I am so much interested in, and at the same time, God is saying, will you spend time with me? Who do I choose? That tells you where your priority is. And is there an idol in your life? And it could be a movie. It could be social media. It could be your favorite sport. It could be anything else. When it is competing against God, what you choose in that situation tells you where your priority is. God wants to be that priority if he is to bless you. So he tests your loyalty first. Many pray to God for wealth, higher income, success on their jobs, that they will not be able to get out of their abilities, that they will not be able to get out of their abilities for whatever reason. And when they receive that blessing, that miracle in their life, it is so easy for us to get so engrossed in it that we forget God or we give Him second priority. The miracle that He gives us, that He gave us, now keeps us busy. Now as the center of our affection and that's exactly what He was looking at when He saw Abraham. Abraham loved his son so much. He probably was spending a whole lot of time with him. And God started wondering, is Abraham still on, on track for the agenda that I have set for before him when I called him out of his homeland, out of the Chaldeans? Is he still on track or has he forgotten? That can happen to us too. And if God has a calling on your life and this miracle comes in, then he sees you spending more time there. He could test. He could run the test of priority. Many a times, we ask for finances to come out of financial challenges, come out of poverty. Yet when God says, will you offer me a tithe? Most of us back down and we say, I can't give you money, God. I can give you time. I can give you my prayer. Don't ask for money. All our attention is focused on growing that money. And for others, it could be time itself. Is it social media? That we can afford to spend hours on social media and yet not 15 minutes in prayer with him. God is saying, are they more important to you than me? 
When you were in trouble, I was there. When you needed help, I was there. None of these could have done it for you. And yet now, something else has become your priority. So when we pray for an increase in any way, especially the anointing, he will check whether he can trust you with the anointing and the purpose he wants fulfilled from it. That is his purpose, not ours. Here Isaac represents every idol in our life that we have given our priority. The thing that we love, that is our biggest passion to the point that God could become second to it. And God is asking us to lay it down before him not so that he can not only so that he can be the top priority but more so because or for the reason that Satan cannot use it as a distraction. When you love your Isaac for example movies or television Satan will try to keep you busy with that activity, with that Isaac, as much as he can, so that the more time you waste with that Isaac, the lesser time you get with God. Does that sound familiar? That you've spent a day sometimes, well-meaning Christian, who otherwise reads the Bible and prays, and yet you find on a certain day, you got so engrossed in watching movies, you spend most of your day there and you realize that you did not use any of that time in a useful way to learn something in God's kingdom, to learn something from his word. But yeah, we did not spend time with him. It takes a constant renewal of mind and a deliberate effort to sacrifice that which you love so much. And God is not asking us to give it up. He's asking us to keep it in check. He did not ask Abraham to send his son away. All he wanted to check was, where is your priority? And are you letting Satan take over and so lose focus of what I want you to do? So we have to make a deliberate effort to sacrifice that which you love so much <clears throat> in order to stay with God. For some others, it could be pride as well. Are we holding on to our pride and our ego and not letting go? And God is saying, you need to be humble. Is our pride bigger than our relationship for, with God? Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. And in this situation, He would be saying, when you sacrifice that which you love so much for Him, He would definitely be saying, you did this for me, now enter my rest. When we give up things for Him, And he says, now you are seeking the kingdom. Now you are seeking to stay under my directions, instructions and following it obediently. So all these things that you hoped for, all these things that you look to enjoy, and so much more 
all that you did not ask, but had that desire in your heart, all of these shall be added unto you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that as we meditate on our own personal lives, <clears throat> every such idol, every such desire, every such addiction, everything that has sought to raise its head above you in our lives. And Satan has fanned that. We receive grace, Lord, to lay it down before you so that you are her priority. Our relationship with you becomes the source or the center of our existence and every other thing shall fall secondary to it. We receive that grace, Lord, to lay down our Isaac today before you in all humility so that it is kept in check and so that we, are remain, we remain focused, we are aligned, with your will for our lives and our relationship with you is in right standing. Where we follow the first law, the greatest of all, the most important law that you have given us, which Jesus endorsed as well. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your might, with all your strength. The test of loyalty shall we pass. We receive that grace, Lord, in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and our friends. We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease that are hospitalized, <coughs> will undergo any kind of procedures today. For all families that are embattled, that are facing division, separation of any kind. For all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds, especially that of busyness, prayerlessness, ignorance and poverty. And we pray, Lord, for all those in our family and friend circle. We raise our own personal needs as well. Especially those in our circles that are not yet saved. We ask for a quickening in their spirit, Father. For unless you call them, they cannot come. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other and with your Holy Spirit who prays with us right now, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. Encourage all those that can pray in the Spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> 
In the mighty and all-powerful name, the name of Jesus. Amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We have a couple of scriptures that have been shared in the chat. The first one is from 1 Corinthians 3, verses 18 to 23, quoted from the New Living Translation, where it is written, Stop deceiving yourselves. If you think you are wise by this world's standards, you need to become a fool to be truly wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness to God. As the scripture says, he traps the wise in the snare of their own cleverness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise. He knows they are worthless. So don't boast about following a particular human leader. For everything belongs to you. Whether Paul or Apollos or Peter or the world or life 
and death, or the present and the future. Everything belongs to you and you belong to Christ and Christ belongs to God. Our second scripture is from 1 Corinthians 3 verses 23 and 24. So this is a continuation from there now. A confirmation of that scripture as well. Whatever your task, work heartily as serving the Lord and not men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward, you are serving the Lord Christ. And a third scripture is from Deuteronomy 10 verse 12, quoted from the NIV, which talks of fear of the Lord and it is written, And now, Israel, what does the Lord your God ask of you? But to fear the Lord your God, to walk in obedience to Him, to love Him, to serve the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. And a scripture that was put in my heart as we prayed is a confirmation of what I did mention during the reflection. It's from Matthew 10. <coughs> excuse me. Matthew 10 verses 37 to 39. Where it is written, Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. <clears throat> whoever finds their life will lose it. And whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, the daily divine mercy and rosary session as well as the Friday Bible study sessions, please share links with family for Zoom and YouTube and invite them to join us. Alternatively, you can point them to recordings that are available on YouTube, on our Spotify podcast page, as also on our Facebook page. A reminder about our Bible study session for tomorrow. The topic is altars and what you need to know about them. This is the fourth part where we continue to learn about altars, how to know if one is working in your life, the role of an altar in prayer, and how can you build one. And tomorrow, I believe, we'll be touching on the battle between altars and a little more on the basics of altars and how you might be able to set up one. Please invite family and friends to join. This is an eye-opener into patterns that are working in our lives that we have failed to notice so far. But now, we would be able to pick them up and we would be able to pray against them. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. And let the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and His favor that comes out of His jealous love for us chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. We're blessed and have a wonderful Thursday, everyone. Thank you, Thank Russell. You, Russell. God, God bless, bless everyone. everyone.